Hi, my name is Ian Parry and welcome to What the Future, a podcast produced by Future Leaders Mentoring. Today we're chatting with Joanne Smalley in one of our expert fireside chats. This week we're discussing how to get the most from LinkedIn. Hi Joanne. Hi Ian, nice to see you. Yeah, you too again. Um, now this is something that you know you are absolutely an industry expert on. Um, you know, you, you're somebody that I've followed on LinkedIn for a number of years. The way you use it, clearly, it's a, it's it's something uh, of a, of an art form, um, certainly. And and I'm looking forward to learning more from um, from you today because it's something that I've certainly seen, you know, more and more over over the last few years, and particularly with COVID and lockdowns and things. That kind of online presence, such a such an important thing. So looking forward to learning more and more today. Absolutely. Um, glad to say you've been following me for a while. It's nice to hear. Um, and, and and it's definitely an art form. Some would say it's a dark art form, but um, I hope that we can help people understand a little bit more about how it works um, yeah. and how they can make the most of it. Yeah, absolutely. So just jumping straight in then. So in your opinion, should I see LinkedIn as Facebook for business or is it something entirely different? Um, it's not entirely different because it is at the end of the day, it's a social media platform. Um, and lots of people nowadays are moaning about LinkedIn being like Facebook because people are posting um, lots of pictures of their dog and, and you know, about their lives and stuff like that. It, it's it's like Facebook in that it, it's about making connections with people. Yep. So, so Facebook is 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 your um, is your friends, I would say. And LinkedIn is is your business network. So it works in very much the same way. Um, people use Facebook to find the answers to questions and to promote their business and what have you. Um, and LinkedIn is very much the same. So, yeah, it's, it's a social media platform, but for B2B. Okay, cool. Nice and simple. So think, thinking about either uh, somebody that doesn't use LinkedIn today or just use it uses it as a bit of a voyeur, they just kind of sit there looking at it or checking in from time to time, you know, why why should they use it? So, so LinkedIn um, is is very much focused on about creating conversations. So their mission statement is to create conversations between people. Um, it's a great content source. Don't get me wrong. It's an absolutely fantastic content source. I use it to find information all the time. I use it to learn. I follow links. I disappear down rabbit holes. <laughs> um, it, it's a great source of information if you're following the right, if you're following the right people. Yeah. The problem is, if you just, as you say, watch and you don't interact on it, LinkedIn will not promote your content to other people. Okay. So yeah. when LinkedIn starts and when we all join LinkedIn, sort of, I think it's about 20 years ago. I hate to think how long ago it is I joined LinkedIn. But um, there were so few people on it. Your networks were so small that you just got served content from people you followed and you just saw everything they posted. Yeah. But because people's networks are now so big and there is so much promoted content and there's such a wide variety of content on LinkedIn, um, LinkedIn only serves content to you that it thinks you're interested in. Right. So actually, by interacting with content, LinkedIn learns the type of content you want to see, which is like any other social media platform. Yeah. Um, but it also thinks that you're an interesting person. So it will promote your content. So if you're pushing content out into, into LinkedIn and thinking, it feels like I'm shouting into a void here because I'm not getting in any interaction with my content, yeah. it's because you're not interacting with other people's content. 
And one of the things I, I run training courses on this for lots of different people. And one of the, a lot of people say, Oh, I don't, I don't comment or like other people's posts. I just look. And um, my most, my, the first thing I would say is you have to interact with them. Content. Um, it's part of the deal you have with LinkedIn. Yeah. Um, show other people you're interested in their content and your content will then also, um, you know, more people will see your content. Cool. So that's that's what I'm missing out on then. If I'm if I'm a, a voyeur of everybody else's worlds, I'm missing out on um, getting the stuff that LinkedIn would learn about what I would like to see. But yeah. also, if I ever post things, LinkedIn is just kind of like, well, you're a newbie. I don't know who to serve you up to, and I don't know who to share your information with. Is that is that kind of a summary? Basically, yeah. Um, and, and LinkedIn rewards you for, for interacting. It's trying to generate, it's trying to encourage people to interact. So it, it's not designed to be a one-way conversation. It's not, a, and this is one of my big bugbears, it's not a, just a sales tool. And, and, and the minute people think of it as a sales tool, LinkedIn is, 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 has failed as yes. far as I'm concerned. It's, it's a networking organization. It's a networking platform. Um, and if you think of it, and this follows on from the conversation we've had before about, about networking, um, if you treat it purely as a sales channel, you will fail. Um, and it's about building networks, interacting with people, having conversations. Um, and that will mean that you will succeed more in what you're trying to do on LinkedIn. Yeah, absolutely. And I, certainly I can recall a number of your posts where, you know, you're talking about how people, you've just connected with them and within 0.1 seconds, they are messaging you, trying to sell you something, um, which, you know, that in itself is a little bit um, uncomfortable and a little bit awkward, but but equally it's something that isn't appropriate for you. They haven't looked at your profile properly and it's just it just feels really clunky. And I guess that's a, a, a good example of, I don't know whether it's as strong as misuse, but just poor use of LinkedIn. It's, it's poor use because at the end of the day, what LinkedIn allows you to do is to tailor your content, your sales pitch, yeah. exactly to the person you're reaching out for. You can see where they work. You can see what their role is. You can see what their previous experience has been. In, in a lot of instances, you can see where their interests lie. Yeah. Um, and sending somebody a really untargeted sales pitch, when you've got all that information at your, field, at mm -hmm. your fingertips, yes. it's just so wrong. Um, and, and, you know, I, I'm a content person. That's what I, I do in my day job. Um, I help people tailor content to their audiences. And, and, you know, I, especially in a B2B environment, the sales funnel is is a long funnel. You know, it's, it's they say you need something like seven to 20 touch points in a B2B sale um, before you even get people into like the consideration stage of a, of a purchase. If you can accelerate those touch points through LinkedIn, so if you can give people brand touch points without them having to interact with your content, um, it, you know, but as long as they see it, um, then you're moving people down the funnel to consideration much, much quicker. Um, and meaning that your salespeople have to work less hard or you as an individual have to work less hard to close that sale. Yeah. So, so, so think of it that way. Um, yeah. You know, think of it as, giving you all the tools you need to target your com your content really, really appropriately to the people you're trying to talk to. Yeah, no, I, I like I like that thought. Do you know one of the one of the best uh, sales pitch introductions I ever had was somebody had reviewed the Future Leaders 
website and had sent me a video of him talking over what he thought of the website, the improvements that he would make. So it was just enough yeah. to kind of make you think, I'm oh, okay. So he knows what he's talking about. The medium of delivery was really interesting because it wasn't an email. It wasn't a, a PDF attachment. It was him talking about the, 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 mm. the our website. And it was the, as you say, it was using everything that he found out about me on LinkedIn to great effect. And that, I was like, wow, that's really interesting. I'm really, really engaging as well. So that touches on, that ticks like three boxes, right? So, so, so he's taken the time to learn about you. He's used an interesting medium to reach out mm. to you. Um, and he's also shown he's a human being by, by doing it as a video. And those are kind of one of the three three top things I talk to people about. So mm. one of the things I've recently introduced into my training is the concept of humanizing your approach to LinkedIn. Yeah. This is this is really important, I think. And I think it accelerated through the pandemic. So during the pandemic, um, LinkedIn became a lot more personal. It was it was noticeable, like overnight, everybody was working from home. You were seeing people's houses, you know, the, for the first time. People were talking about what they were going through. Yes. Um, and, and business was totally online. So people hung out. LinkedIn news went through the roof through the pandemic, right? But mm. it, was, it became very human. It moved away from much more stilted business conversations to actually sharing something about people sharing something about themselves, yeah. which is what happened throughout, I think, to business generally. Um, and actually, the more human you can be and the more you can reveal there's a person behind your business or your your, your industry, um, the more people are likely to interact with you. So for, I don't know about you, but I'm a bit of a LinkedIn stalker. So if somebody's, if I get a sales email, or I'm having a meeting with somebody for the first time, I'll go on LinkedIn and find out about them. Yeah. I will check them out on LinkedIn. Yes. If they're not on LinkedIn, I'm like, does this person really exist? Are they AI? What's going on? You know, it, yes. you like to see the human yeah. behind the business. Yeah. So, so LinkedIn is a great opportunity to really show that human side. And the fact that this guy went to the trouble of, you could see his face, mm. you could interact with what he was doing, he, he, he'd taken the the time to get to know your business that for me is a brilliant you know the way linkedin should be used yeah no absolutely so so thinking about all the different tools on linkedin then mm -hmm. what do you think is the most underused or least known tool that we should be thinking about using um it's interesting because i think you could people get confused by linkedin quite a lot and get get it find it quite complicated mm. i think the thing to think about LinkedIn is is don't get too caught up in the tools and the interaction and all the other thing. Think of LinkedIn as a giant search engine um, and think about how you use a search engine, which is through keywords. So the first thing you need to do is be very clear on what your, your, your motive for being on LinkedIn is. What am I here for? Am I selling myself? Am I selling my business? Am I selling, am I trying to find a job? What am I doing? Be very, very clear on that and make sure that your personal profile is very much aligned with the kind of keywords people might be looking for if they're searching for that thing. Yeah. Um, don't get overexcited by premium and, and sales navigator and, and, and all those kind of things. Just concentrate on getting your profile right and then think about the kind of content you're serving people through your, your profile. Yeah. Um, 
people ask me all the time, should I have premium? And I say to them, take the free trial if it's on offer, have a look and use it. I've been using premium since I started my own business. It's not cheap. I think it's it started out at like 40. I'm, I'm on a like legacy product of premium. Yeah. yeah. Which means I've got various things that other people don't have and I'm paying less or paying more. You know, I'm on, I've been on premium for so long that I've got a legacy product. Yeah. Um, legacy gives you a bit more information about how people are finding you. Uh, sorry, premium gives you a bit more information about how people find you. Yeah. Um, and it gives you the ability to contact people a bit more easily. So if you're on LinkedIn and you're reaching out to people on a regular basis through LinkedIn or your business is to you do a, conduct a lot of your business on LinkedIn, then premium is definitely worth doing. Mm. But take the free trial. It's not cheap. Make sure you're getting the value out of it before you commit to paying for it long term. Yeah. Um, same goes for Sales Navigator. If you're, if you're in a really, really high tech business that has a very good sales channel through Sales Navigator and you've got the marketing, here we go, you've got the content and the marketing to back you up, yeah. then by all means investigate Sales Navigator. But again, it's not cheap and a lot of people don't get the full value from it at all because they're not set up to go for it. So what I would say is don't worry about all the fancy tools and things. Yeah. Concentrate on getting your profile right and serving interesting content via your profile yeah. that people comment, like, and share. And that's a really good starting point. Okay, cool. So, so you've got us to the point now where our profile's looking good. We're feeling confident about using LinkedIn. And I know that I should be commenting, I should be liking, I should be posting myself. So I'm at that point now, I'm just ready to go. But I'm, I'm a bit worried that I'm going to say the wrong thing or I'm going to interact with people incorrectly. What would you say are the sort of the do's and don'ts or the behaviours that we should be thinking about, if, if that even is a thing? Well, firstly, a lot of people are afraid of interacting, especially with strangers' posts. Yeah. Um, so the way the LinkedIn algorithm works is that if somebody in your network likes or comments or shares something then it will appear in your feed, even if you're not connected to that original poster. Mm -hmm. So you will see a lot of content in your feed from people you're not connected with. That's that's the way LinkedIn works these days, which is great in a way, because it introduces you to all kinds of weird and wonderful people in all kinds of different things. And if you're commenting and liking on content regularly, you will see the same type of content come into your feed. Mm -hmm. So you can it really helps you build your network. Um, a lot of people are afraid to comment on posts that are from people they don't know. Um, now, in some cases, people shouldn't be commenting on posts from people they don't know. But what I would say is treat it as if it was a human interaction. You were in a room with somebody and you met them for the first time. Okay. You'd yeah. probably be really positive and really supportive about what they have to say to you. Yeah. So don't comment on people's posts in a negative way. So don't say, I think you're talking rubbish, because you wouldn't, well, unless you're a certain kind of person, you wouldn't say that to somebody in a room. Yes. What would you, if you met somebody for the first time in a room, you'd probably say, oh, that's really interesting. I'd like to learn more about that. Hmm. You know, really good. That's my standard opening gambit when I'm networking face to face. And it, it works really well on LinkedIn as well. So, you know, if I see something that somebody shares an article that I'm fascinated by, or that I find really interesting, or that I have a strong opinion on, but I can frame it in a way that's not, you know, personally you know, attacking somebody. Yeah. Then I think that's the way you should interact on LinkedIn. So, so when you interact with people's posts, be supportive, be positive, 
thank people for sharing interesting content. By all means, share your opinion, but do it in a way that's, I don't, can't believe I have to say this, but in a way that's not aggressive or challenging. Um, and if you want to have a conversation, you know, make that clear to people, stay open. Um, I think that's the best way to interact with content, uh, with, with content on the platform. I also have a big bugbear about etiquette of building your network. Okay. So um, well, you've got all these interesting people showing up in your feed a lot of the time. Um, and I think it's really important that, that you should connect with people if they're, if they're in the same sort of line of work as you or you're interested in what they have to say. But please, please, I say to people, please always send a note. Um, you have the ability to tailor a personal message when you send an invite to somebody. Yeah. Um, if it's not really, really obvious how you know somebody. So, for example, if we weren't connected in and we were on a call together and I sent you a LinkedIn request, that's fine because yeah. you're like, I, I've just met this person. Mm-hmm. Or, um, you know, quite often I'll see people who we are passed across like many times when we're at British Gas, for example, and I'll send them a letter because it's obvious how we know each other. Yeah. But a lot of times I get invites from people and I'm like, I don't know this person. I don't know how our paths have crossed. I don't know anything about them. So why should I connect with them? Yeah. Um, so, and, and it's the worst thing when you get the, fo- get the follow-up sales and they, they, they haven't even bothered to say why. I've even got it on my profile. I've said, if you're going to connect with me, please send a note to explain why you want to connect um, because I think it's only polite. Hmm. But it also helps other people to other people to 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 connect with you so make sure it's a win-win when you when you when you send the note and you don't know the person say i'm really interested in the content you're publishing and i'd like to see more of it in my feed yeah don't make it about people go i'd like to build my network and i think you'd be great in it no 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 no. it's not a win for me it's not flattering me yeah send me send me something that makes me feel good about what i'm doing and i'll i will connect with you yeah um, so, so, so always send a note. Make sure you always do that, whether you do it on mobile or through the, the desktop, always send a note. Um, if you want to see people's content, but you don't feel comfortable connecting with them for whatever reason, whether that you think, you know, they're Barack Obama or whatever, and they're not going to connect with me, you can follow them. Okay. And that's also a really good way. And a lot of people have an automated process set up where they send you an invite request anyway, if you follow them. Yes. Yeah. So, so, so by all means, follow people um, to interact with their content on a regular basis. Um, I do that a lot. I've got a load of people I follow that I'm not connected with just so I see their content. And once you've interacted with them a few times, they are more likely to accept a request. Right. OK. OK. Yeah, I see that. Sorry, you got me on my pet peeve subject. <laughs> so I went on a bit of a rant. <laughs> no, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, do, you, do you know if, if LinkedIn have any metrics that kind of back up the likelihood of somebody connecting with you if you send them a message rather than just a cold connection request? I don't know about the metrics. What I do know is, I don't know if you you do, you do this, but when I reject a, a, a request, which I do quite often, um, it get you get a, a button that says, I don't know this person, which you can click on, which yeah. actually stops, LinkedIn then stops them from contacting you again. Yeah. So LinkedIn doesn't want loads of random people connecting with you. It, it, it doesn't want that. It wants to be a network of people who know other people. Yeah. Um, and, and, and if you read anything about how the algorithm works with other content, it wants people to interact in a two-way, pro- like I've said before, in a two-way process. So 
it's not going to penalize you although it does if you start following like hundreds of people a day it will throttle you back on that on that it won't let you do that mm. and it's why it only gives you so many in mails and you can only contact so many people and and also if you try and reconnect with somebody who hasn't accepted your request it will ask you to put their email or it used to i don't know what it does so much anymore it will ask mm. you to put their email address in so yeah. it's like do you know this person do you really know this person um so what i would say is well it it doesn't actively say don't connect with people it it does a lot to discourage people mm. that they should connect with people they don't really know yeah okay so so we're at the stage now where um we're getting a bit more confident we've got some good tips and and, and tricks for engaging we've got a profile updated i'm just about to do my first post i've done it um, and then I'm going to go about my day-to-day -day work. Is that, is that, because I've all, I, I always think that that sort of engagement and certainly in that sort of, the, uh, I've heard this, this idea of like the golden 15 minutes after you posted, is that, is that a thing? And the time um, of the day that you post are, are these sort of important factors or they forget about it? No. So the, the time of day is very important, but it varies according to your target audience and where you live so um the middle the the mid morning mid to late morning is always a good time to post but if the majority of your target audience for example live in a place like london where a lot of people commute on public transport then a lot of people are going to be online between half past six and half past eight in the morning mm. and they're going to be on their mobile phones because that's what people do on social on, on public transport um <laughs> So, so early morning posts might get more traction in, in that particular area. Yes. Um, if you're in a very rural area, for example, I have some clients in Ireland, you know, everybody drives to work. So they're not going to be on their mobile phones at that time. So that's not going to work for them. Mm. So, I mean, as a rule of thumb, from 10 o'clock to about one o'clock every day is, is a good time to post. The middle of the week seems to be the best time to post so wednesday at about 11 o'clock is like peak linkedin time um friday afternoon's never a good time everybody wants to go to the pub they're not looking at linkedin at all yeah. um and if they are you should, why um but what's really interesting about that as well is is actually trialing different times can can be really effective so for example if you've got quite a senior network and quite a senior follower sunday evening which is, according to LinkedIn, the worst possible time to post. But actually, a lot of senior people will log in online on a Sunday night and have a look and check their email and, and go through all their sites because they're getting ready for the next week. So I've had both myself and, and a couple of my, my contacts have had quite good traction posting on a Sunday night hmm. um, with, with, with our audience. So it, you, you have to test and learn. Yeah. Um, definitely. But, but also, you shouldn't just be thinking about dropping a post and running you know just write some stuff and run away think about how you can get people to engage with your post more so there are a number of ways you can do this you can tag people into your post yep. um and, and linkedin doesn't like more than about five or six tags on any one post but they also don't like it when you tag random people into your post so don't tag people who aren't interested in your conversation make sure it's really mm. really relevant to them yeah. so say you've had a conversation with somebody about something um it's a really good way of encouraging those people to comment on your post yeah. so i i post a lot about linkedin uh, about remote work on linkedin um and i will 
sometimes tag a few people who work in that industry to ask them a question as part of that post. Mm. And that they will comment directly. Now, if somebody who you've tagged in comments on the post, LinkedIn goes, oh, this is a good post. It's doing what I want it to do, which is generating a conversation. I'll serve this post to more people. So if you get your tags right, and those people like or share or comment your post on your post, that's great. Another way to do it is to use hashtags. I'm never I'm never quite sure about hashtags, but I always feel using three to five hashtags on any post is is a really good way of uh, is a good way of covering all your bases. Yeah. Um, another thing to do is is to be a little bit controversial or or, or human. The, the best post I ever had in terms of traction, I think I had about 30,000 impressions on it, which which was pretty good for me, um, was about the demise of Pure Planet. And I, I went on a real rant yeah. about how that came about and what had happened and everything else and, and what a human disaster it was as well as, as, well as an energy industry disaster. Yeah. And that got that went mad. I think I had nearly a hundred comments and it, it went absolutely mad because it was a human story demonstrating an emotion about mm. something that was very timely. Yeah. Um, so a little bit controversial is always good. You alluded to my many rants on LinkedIn about what, how people misuse it or various yeah. things happening. They seem to get quite good traction. Yeah. Um, and, and other things you can do are, are ask questions of people. So, I, you know, I'm often on the lookout for, for suppliers or um, um, industry insight, you know, a, a technical industry insight. And they don't often get masses of impressions, but they'll get quite a lot of comments and likes. Yeah. Um, and, and the other thing to bear in mind is that if one of your posts performs really, really well, if you post again within 24 hours, don't do it within 12 do it within 24 hours, so the next day, LinkedIn will push that content out again because it says, oh, this person is really interesting because their last post did really, really well. Yes. So um, it's it's a good way to sort of slingshot your content out there. Yeah. But, that's, yeah. but don't post too much and too frequently because LinkedIn doesn't like that either. <laughs> nice. Complicated beast. Well, it, it is, but I, I think, you know, if we, if we sort of cut through the advice you're giving is there's a lot of simplicity here, isn't there? Is, you know, you don't have to make it too complicated. You you absolutely focus on the human networking. Yeah. And you talk about things that are interesting or you're asking questions and you're, you're looking to engage with people. Um, and it's a tool that is worth spending time on. Yeah but you don't have to be on there 24 hours a day either. No, absolutely not. I think just checking in a couple of times a day. I mean, I, I don't go, I, I have Twitter, I have Instagram, I have Facebook, I have LinkedIn. They all have serve a different purpose. Um, and I probably use LinkedIn more than any of them because mm -hmm. it's it's it, I like hanging out there. Yeah. I learn something, I, I interact with my network. Um, you know, I happen to be passionate about what I do, so I'm I'm learning something all the time. Um, and I, I think you know, it, it, don't feel like it. You have to force it, but if you if you, the more you interact with LinkedIn, the more you'll get out of it, because all of a sudden you'll start to see stuff that's actually much more interesting to you because you'll be interacting with relevant content. LinkedIn will be serving you better content, and that means your content will then perform better. Yes. Um, so the more you put in, the more you get out, definitely, with, with yeah. LinkedIn.
yeah i think it's um that's a that's a, a a phrase that i think is absolutely super apt for linkedin isn't it mm. just for lots of different reasons um so where where do you think where do you think linkedin is going in the next 5 to 10 years what what are you what are you expecting to happen i don't know is the answer interestingly they've made a load of people redundant in the last 2 weeks um out of the us um they're obviously you know I would say LinkedIn are probably about three to six months behind the rest of the tech industry because because of the way they work and the rest of the tech industry is obviously laying people off left, right, and centre. Um, there are some things that LinkedIn has to sort out um, yeah. and the way it interacts with people. I think I don't think it was ready to go as big as quickly as it did, and I think the pandemic really accelerated yes. the use of LinkedIn. And I think there are some things that need to play catch up, like their safety rules and the ability to report and block people and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But um, I think LinkedIn will continue to be a platform that people engage with, especially with the whole Elon, Twitter, Facebook, Meta stuff that a lot of people aren't agreeing with. There will be more human things moved on to LinkedIn, but it will stay more, it will definitely stay more about human to human relationships in a business context um and what i don't know about you but what i'm noticing is a lot more people sort of entrepreneurs solopreneurs who might have advertised their businesses like personal trainers for example they were always on facebook but you're seeing yeah. a lot more of them on linkedin yeah. because they're realizing that's where their demographic hangs out yes um so it i don't think it's a business platform anymore it's a human platform but it's just got a slightly different focus and i think that will continue to accelerate yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, I'm. I'm certainly getting a lot more diverse selling directly to me. So whether it's, yeah. um, you know, pension or investment on an individual basis, or personal trainers, or you know, life coaches, or whatever it might be. Um, yeah. And and I, I'm also noticing the 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 sort of the personalized. Um connections or the, the personalized messages that are becoming cleverer mm -hmm. that obviously they, they look personal but they're not yeah I'm, I'm getting you know two or three exact sort of copies from the same company in the same day and and, and, and that makes me feel a little bit annoyed yeah, there are some tools out there and people have tried to sell these to me where people will automatically comment on posts or they will create AI-driven interactions with people. So it's kind of like a plug-in to Sales Navigator where you'll plug in your list of people you want to sell to and the tools will draft tailored. And I, I put that very much for those who are listening, put that very much in quotes, um, tailored messages to you. I, I've refused to engage with that level of automation because I don't think it's what LinkedIn is about yeah. um and there is the rise of the marketing pod the LinkedIn pod have you have you come across you must have come across these. yeah and, and and I have to confess I, I was part of one when when I first sort of um got, got involved with with LinkedIn a little bit more yes yeah so so for those who don't know a marketing pod is where you sign up and often it's run by an agency or or somebody you pay somebody to be part of one or or they manage it for you and they will 
try and trick, and again, in quotes, the algorithm by getting people who are also within the pod to comment and like and share content within that golden 15 minutes or hour. So you'll get a WhatsApp message. Can you like this post? Blah, blah, blah. What I would say is it might drive a short term uplift in your interactions, but it's highly unlikely the people in your pod are in your industry. So are going to serve the content to their network who are not in your industry. And the second thing is, if you have interesting content, people will interact with it. If you need to go down the pod route, and I've, I've, I'm, I'm so against these because they're really skewing what LinkedIn is trying to do. Um, if you're having to go down the pod route, then you need to think about your content and why yeah. it's not getting traction anyway. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a cheats way to do it. And you're paying money to do something that you can do for free if you're just a bit cleverer about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so so please, my, my mission to people is please don't do marketing LinkedIn pods. Please don't. Yeah. Yes. And and certainly what I learned from it was exactly how you describe was you had you have an initial sort of bump. Um I, I did learn quite a bit about how LinkedIn worked. I would yeah. say that. Um and I appreciated coming out of it kind of ah, okay, well this is that sort of 15 minutes is an important time frame, but ultimately it's the quality of your posts that are important. So so I kind of look back at it and think I'm I'm okay that I did it. Mm-hmm. I learned quite a lot uh, about the process, but I, I would, I'm with you. I would certainly advise anybody else not to go down that route and to sort of stay authentic to to how LinkedIn is and and how you want to behave on LinkedIn as well. Yeah, and I I think that's the point is that also it's about how do you want to interact with people. You know, at the end of the day, I want to feel like my interactions are true and value, you know, have value for both of us. Yeah. Um, I will, if people interact with my content, I will interact with their content. And and genuinely, you know, you build a network and it can be a very big network of people who are interested in what you have to say because they're interested in what you're interested in what they have to say. So, you know, if you if you do that, and it people think, oh, it, it's hours of effort. It's not hours of effort at all. It's it's just a couple of pop in there a couple of times a day, comment in a few posts. The next thing you know, you'll reap loads and loads of benefits. And make sure, but make sure your content is interesting, and it shouldn't just be sell, 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 sell. You have this goes on to marketing one hundred and one. You have to give something to get something. Yeah. So the more you give away yeah. in your content, the more you will get. Yes. Um, and tell me something, Joanne. Do, you know, with all the, this knowledge you've got, are you are you physically coaching people on LinkedIn at the moment, or is it just part of an overall how you help people? Well, I, I do I do a multitude of different things. So um, on LinkedIn, I, I work with some bigger corporate companies, and I run their LinkedIn strategy for them. So I devise the content, and I post it, and I share it. You know, and I I do that on behalf of companies. I also do some some sponsored. LinkedIn content because LinkedIn is great for sponsored targeted advertising if it's done in the right way yeah. um, and that's the subject of a whole another session but I, I work with them on, on, on getting their sponsorship strategy right as well I also work with individuals to help them on a one-on-one basis um, with their so they tend to be solopreneurs or entrepreneurs um, who are looking to build launch or grow their businesses on LinkedIn and I help them there I also work with job seekers 
So I do quite a lot of people who uh, I'm, I do, I have spent quite a bit of time working with people who are out of work and looking to, yeah. to get work through through LinkedIn. Um, and I can help them with their profile, develop their profile and make sure they're, they're appearing in the right way to the right people. Yeah. Um, but I also run workshops for people who are just more interested in learning more about LinkedIn and how they use it. So yeah. I, I kind of do the whole spectrum, which gives me a really interesting insight into how LinkedIn works because I see it from the big corporate side, i.e. how it's how it's performing for company pages versus how it's performing for individuals. And, and that's that's quite important, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Well that's that's the we we've reached the end of the, the podcast again, Joan. Um loads and loads and loads of insight there that, that that you've shared with us. And if you're somebody that's new to LinkedIn or unsure of how to use it, I think listening to what you've got to say there there's a, there's a simplicity to it and you keep coming back to this human networking point um which is really really truly important and and I think what you said there about just think about how you're engaging with people how you're commenting and if you're in the room with them how would you start that conversation and and that for me is the the biggest point of 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 resonance because I think behavior online has become out of control in lots of different areas. So just thinking about that, stopping and, and thinking about how you'd engage with that person face to face is 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 the best bit of advice coming out of today's podcast, I think. Yeah, I, I would say so. I mean, I genuinely believe that 99 percent of people would never dream of saying anything negative on on social media. You know, there is the one percent who, yeah. who do, do think that because they're hiding behind a computer screen, they can um they can say what they like um i would say on on linkedin it, it's more you know you're you're on show it's, it's your business showcase mm. it's it's you're either going to a job interview or you're going um you're trying to sell your product or yourself or your service um so it's even more important on linkedin than it is anywhere else i mean god I, please don't be nasty on, on social media that's horrendous um but it, as long as you're thinking yeah i i, I would if i was in a meeting with this person this is what i would say to them mm. um, in a face-to-face then please you know that's the way you should treat linkedin great okay thank you joanne so as always thank you for choosing to listen to what the future if you've enjoyed this episode then please hit subscribe and tell others about us and finally mentoring is a hugely valuable step on the leadership journey and we're here to help make a difference if you feel the same way then please get involved Tap the join us button on our webpage, which is www.futureleadersmentoring.com. And of course, follow us on LinkedIn. We've talked a lot about LinkedIn today. Get involved. We share loads of stuff on on our LinkedIn page. And we're really interested in what others have got to say um, in, in, in and as part of that conversation. So for now, goodbye. And we'll speak again soon.